0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Listen for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on His promise. Understand, God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say.
2: Gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host Gregory Turner,
3: and I'm your co-host Brian J. Henderson.
2: I'll tell you what, Brian, we have a treat for everybody tonight. We have a treat, Brian. And I yes, can't sir. wait. I can't wait. I reached out to this young lady and she agreed to come on the show. And I told her, I said, you know what? If you come on the show, you don't have to worry about being on the hot seat. You we know, don't, I, I, <laughs> we don't, we don't have a hot seat. But I tell you what, Brian, I think a lot of people will be blessed just from hearing this young lady talk tonight.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, Greg, I don't want to forget. You know, we do this every week. We do a show. I want everyone to remember the people in the nation of Haiti, and you know, our thoughts and prayers still go out to them. You know, Greg. Um, I try to do what I can to support the nation of Haiti, and I admonish everybody else that's living, listening to the show and people that I talk to, to not forget that those people are still struggling. Uh, many people, you know, have left that nation. A lot of the camera crews are not focusing on any more. But what many people don't know about the nation of Haiti is that right now it's the rainy season, and so they're very prone to mudslides in that country, and. It's getting ready in uh, in about a couple of days to be hurricane season, you know. And so just get your, you know, if you can, send some money, send some clothes, send some prayers to the people of Haiti. But, yes, Greg, I think we're going to have a wonderful, actually, I know that we're going to have a wonderful show because we had not had a bad one yet. And we're going to talk about the Hurting Women. And we have a dynamic speaker on the phone. Uh, She's a best-selling author, and she is born and raised in Georgetown, South Carolina, deep south. And uh, we're going to tell you exactly who she is in just a moment. But, Greg, you know, there's something that we didn't really talk about. I know this is a little bit off subject, but I think about um, the oil spill and the impact that it's had in the Gulf. And, you know, finally, after weeks and weeks of them trying to you know, literally save as much oil as they could. Now they're talking about plugging up the hole where the oil is coming from.
0: Mm.
3: You know, I mean, what, what do you think about that? You you think that they waited too late, or, you know, do you think that they had to do what they had to do?
2: I don't think they really knew what to do. I just think that they... I don't know. I, 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 It's hard to say. I don't want to blame anybody because you just never know when politics you know, are involved. You just don't have a clue. So I just think our president is doing the best that he can. And what he's doing and, and what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, there are a lot of laws because I don't even think BP is from this country. Um, so, it, you know, there's different laws, especially when you're out in the water. There, there are different right. laws. in
3: International different
2: law. Land. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. So, you know, you just have to be careful. And there's so many people can speculate and say this and say that. But until you're in that position, you, you really don't know. And you're hearing so much about the president right now. He's waiting too long. And let's just say, how long did President Bush wait for the people in Katrina? Talk about actual yeah. lives. Uh, so... It, it's up in the air, it's just what people think And I just, I just know that God is going to work it out And uh, he's going to get the glory out of this People just need to be patient
3: Absolutely, absolutely You know, the other thing was something that caught my attention You talked about being put in certain positions And, you know, this is where our author tonight Is going to come in She's going to tell us about the women And the particular uh, issues that they face And the positions that they have been put in That have negatively impacted women abroad and women at home. And so I think it's going to, actually I said I think, but I know it's going to be a great show because tonight's guest is Miss Sherelle Straker Valdez-Loki. Welcome to the Abundance Solutions Hour.
4: Thank you, thank you. It's a blessing to be on the
2: show tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. You have your own radio show too, and uh, we're definitely going to talk about that in What should I call you? Should I call you? Is it okay if I call you Sherelle?
4: Yes, that's fine.
2: Okay, good. Sherelle, I mean, your book. When I read your poems, the first thing that stood out in my mind is um, that you have a big heart. You have a wonderful heart. And I also got from just reading your poems, and I'm like, wow, what does she go through? It, I, I just felt that you, you, you've you gone through some type of hurt or some type of pain. All of us have, but I just think, well, you know, when I read and, and I read just the poems that you have on your website, I just felt that there was uh, there was a connection between you and your poems. And if anybody, right. you know, if you want to go to her website, it's www.ladyvbooks.com. You can go there and you'll see exactly what I mean. And you can just look to the side, on the left-hand side, it's got all this, the links that you can go to a home page and about the author, and book reviews, and that type of thing. But the poems of prayer, prayers. I, I again, I felt that your heart—not so much was bleeding, but I just felt that there's, you know, there's been some pain there. If you Correct. could please touch on that.
0: Yes. Well, I
4: actually wrote the poems of prayers while I was in high school, and um, you're right. Some of the poems that I wrote um, written had something to do with uh, my emotions or the things I went through, like a prayer for a mother and a prayer for a father, you know, that was dealing with um, parents in general that's going through things. And a lot of things uh, God actually laid upon my heart that others were going through. And so um, it's not, it, it is some of the things that I went through, but it was mostly others. And when God put those poems on my heart, it was to put it there and to give the book as a gift, you know, mm. to, to let others know that, okay, you know, he hears you, he knows what's going on behind closed doors. And, and so it's more of a message. To those that hey, I, I hear you, I hear your cries, I hear your prayer, and so that's um how I end
0: up with those points. Mm.
3: So you know, I'm
4: about,
3: I'm sorry, um, I'm on your website now, and the one thing that I noticed is that you used for uh, your book The Hurting Woman, uh, the hurting women, excuse me, you used three different types of characters and three different mindsets, and you know as I look at these three examples they're so indicative of women that i know you know i mean like women that i know personally and it's like wow you know what was your inspiration in writing the book and how did it how did you make it become so real and so honest well the
4: novel that i'm um, writing like i said you know Writing is a gift, you know, and, and it depends on how we use it. But with my writing, my writing is pretty much also my ministry because it's supposed to encourage, inspire, and give the truth, the bad, the good, and the ugly, <laughs> no matter how other people perceive it to be. And with a hurting woman, you know, the things that females go through, uh, the things that tear them down can be relationship, and that's, about, that's what these three characters are going through. You know, relationship has a lot to do with a, a person's morale, whether it's a male or a female. It um, affects how they are as a person at times, that we let them. And so by writing that, it's like, hey, you know, among a lot of females, you always hear them talk about, you know, bad relationships. Or it's not all the male fault, but sometimes us as females we have this thing where we uh, lust or we may think that things may be good just because they they have this or they have that. And so a lot of that I put into my character as a real-life situation because I know it relates to a a lot of females.
3: Now, Greg, Um, I'll I'm glad we're recording the show because we do that every uh, show. Because she said,
0: sometimes,
3: well, she said, it's not always the male's fault. (laughs) And that's probably the first time in a long time that I've heard a woman admit that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You You know, but in in all
3: seriousness, you know, I, I think you're right. And a lot of times when men are blamed, they bec- and you know and they don't know, you know what's going on. And maybe they didn't do anything wrong. They become labeled, and then they become callous and you know hard when it comes to dealing in other relationships. So I think a lot of times when you have these type of relationships where the woman blames the man and the man, you know, isn't the blame. Mm-hmm. She creates not only a bad relationship for herself, but also a bad relationship for. The next person that deals with that man because he's going to have his guard up. Right,
0: right. That is true. That is true.
4: So yeah, like I said, and I, I'm not—I don't always stick. You know, I'm a female, and I—and I know, like I said, not all males, you know, do anything wrong. It's like not all females do anything wrong. But I like to keep it in between because I, I always say that, you know, we all are the way we are for a reason, whether that's our natural being or something may have happened, like you said, to trigger
0: a person's mm-hmm.
4: reaction. And so right. within the book, yeah, and that's well,
2: within I, the book, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, uh, what, what type of feedback have you received from some of the women, uh, be it in your church or in your community or just by email? What type of responses have you received from your book?
0: I've received,
2: <laughs> the, the, the book has brought out, just what
4: every emotion a person can possibly have if they haven't discovered they had new ones by reading the book <laughs> because it brings out anger from some. You know, some say it made them angry because they couldn't believe that a female can, um, they, they they say, be that stupid. But I'm like, this is a big world, and people go through things, believe it or not. The things that you may think is stupid, some, somebody has actually been through that or even worse. And so I had some people that say say, well, well, you know, these characters can't be that stupid to go through that or to sit there and let this guy do this to, the, to them. I had some that said there were some parts that were funny. There were some parts that made them cry, you know, made them laugh. So just for everyone that read it, it was like they had so many emotions came out, but they
2: couldn't put it down. Right, <laughs> right. And, so, right. and, and that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's so awesome. And, and I say that because people want real. People want to hear real stuff. They don't want you sugarcoating anything. And when you're dealing with relationships, you just don't know. You you never know how people were raised. You never know what that woman saw as a little girl and growing up, uh, and what type of man that was in that household, and why she uh, accepts certain things that a lot of other women probably wouldn't accept. Right. But the thing is, you're not supposed to judge. You just don't know what that person is going through. I I and, I, and I'll say that. I think it's wrong when people stand back and misjudge a person because, again, they don't have a clue what's going on in that household. They don't know that person's thinking. They don't know where that person is with the Lord or if that person even has a relationship with the Lord. Right. So
0: it's, it's
2: you know, and, and I think it's a blessing that you said that everybody, you know, you just received so many different reviews from different people, some being angry, some crying, and some just, that's just a gift. That, you know, that's just a gift. That you have as a talent that God has given and blessed you with. Um, what do what should we expect out of you f- from these two books that you have? Are we should we expect plays, movies, what?
4: I'm, I'm seeking. Um, I, I would like to turn it into a play because I know that um it will be more visual and it will give people more understanding. And I've always been the type of person I'll always, say, and you actually hit on it, hit the nail on it where we always. Some are quick to judge about why a person Stay in a certain situation Of their lives or they a relationship And like you said, you know, we don't know what their Situation is, and I always tell people The mind is so powerful that when Things happen to that person, you never know why they Shut down, what that person said What type of mental damage has occurred And I always say, don't judge, and don't ever tell A person, well, if I were you, this is what I would do, and I hit hard, and I'm like, because if you Were me, you would be doing what I'm doing right now, because you Would be me, so, you know, it's It's a pet people say, if I were you, this is what
2: I would do. And You know, Brian, I don't mean to cut you off, Brian, but I want to say this. I was talking with a young lady today, and so many people are just going through, and when people tell you that they're going through something, so many people say it's going to be okay.
4: Right.
2: And I was dealing with a young lady, and this person has cancer. Uh, She went to the doctor. To make a long story short, she went to the doctor. They found out she had breast cancer. They couldn't do anything for her, so they wanted to send her down to Tampa, Florida, to the big place. And that's not good when they send you there. It's really, really bad. She got there. They ran tests on her, and she not only does she have breast cancer, she has brain cancer. And she's in her 30s. She's young.
1: Wow.
2: And, you know, and when this person, she hears all the time when people see her, the people that are close to her. All they're saying is, it's going to be okay. It's it's easy for you to say it's going to be okay. Right. But what else are you going to do behind that it's going to be okay? Because most people that say it's going to be okay, they walk off from that conversation not knowing how that girl is feeling, not knowing anything, and they may go to another conversation where they're laughing and joking and talking with somebody else, and this person is still left there hurting, and the only thing that you left them with is it's going to be okay. Right. We need to stop that. Yes, <laughs> we oh. need just saying it's going to be okay. That's not enough. Can if, if if you put yourself in that person's shoes and you were given that type of diet, you know, that that type of bad news that that's it. You're at your you're in stage three of cancer and you're fighting it. Would you accept somebody just telling you it's going to be okay? No, I,
4: I would want to hear more. Get, encourage.
2: Give me the tools. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, give this person something to hold on to. And I, I don't mean to run off, get off subject, but it, it just touched me at my heart when you were just talking about some of the things that you were talking about just now, and that just triggered that. And it is really, really sad that so many women, and we're talking about women tonight, so many women are hurting. Mm-hmm. And I think your poems, it, that's just what people need. They need to read that because there's healing in your words. You have that gift and that gift came from God. And I just think people, if you're listening, please go out and get her book. Um, She's going to get that information out a little bit later. But how does it feel knowing that God trusted you with this idea to write these poems?
4: It is a blessing. And, you know, looking back on the things that I've been through, for him to have seen, you know, my heart versus, you know, the things that I've done, I've been through, it's just a blessing. And it, it makes me appreciate more and shows me exactly how much, and how deep God actually looks inside of our heart, and not just mm. our flesh or what we're doing. Look, the heart, <laughs> and He knows the future. So He knows, okay, I'm gonna trust in you, although you're here right now, but you're gonna be here later. So I'm gonna put this on you, and and, and watch you grow from it. So it's a it's a blessing.
2: Mm. Awesome. And I think Brian mm. is still there.
3: Yeah, I'm still here. You know, I was okay. I was just thinking, you know, so many times. Uh, and y'all kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, you have where people will say certain things or they, they have uh, their own preconceived notion about why did you write this or why did you say that, you know. And Greg says it all the time. It's nobody's spiritual business on what God puts in you to do. Right. You know, and when he gives you something, he gives it to you for a reason because he knows that you can do it, you know. Right when when God, and you know, I look at it from the standpoint of people that say that they sometimes it's like they they have egos and Greg, you know what egos are, it's when you edge God out. Sure. They come out with these all these ideas and these thoughts and these plans for you not realizing that, you know, your success isn't predicated on what they think. Right. You know. But uh I tell you what, I applaud you because, you know, Having to go through criticism is not an easy thing, but especially for uh those who have been victims, right. you know those who have been victimized by those bad relationships, those bad spirits, and then when you express it, to have to then be ridiculed and victimized again for your thoughts, you know what I mean right. yeah. you know, and so I applaud you and I applaud others who. Who actually pour out their hearts in books and you know tell their story, their perspective, right. you know, and you know, and Greg says this too, and I believe it. Anytime somebody attacks you, it means you're on the right track.
2: Yes, <laughs> that is true. And I know, Sherelle, uh, um, tell us, you know, tell us about your attacks. Tell us what another author should look forward to when they're going into writing books and they're doing things to help people, what should they look out for? We we know the, the best selling list is what they want. They want the the notoriety that comes with it. And I'm not saying that's what you want, but what I'm saying is should they prepare for also the struggles and the fights and the the people saying that you can't do it and that kind of, that type of thing. Oh
4: yes, most definitely no matter what you do uh, even if you're spiritual, you're going to see that you're going to struggle. And I heard a minister say one time, you cannot receive victory unless you fight or struggle first. There is no victory unless you fight, you know. And, and so no matter what you do, you're going to struggle, but you have to overcome it, and you have to know that, okay, uh, it's, it's hard now, but, I like, I like to quote what I always hear from the Bible, that this too shall pass. That's that's, that's what my motivation is when things seem to be hard. Mm-hmm. This too shall pass. No. and, and just saying that it's, it's powerful to me. And it, no matter what anybody else say, you know, I, I always say, this truth shall pass. If it's, you know, God let your will be done, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. If not, you know, slow me down. But everything is always for a reason. And he's put in me to know that the, the quote is not now but later. When things are going happen, you know, you have pro- people that promise you, you know, things. well, you know, I can publish your book or I can do this for you. Don't, I will tell authors, do not. If this is a thing, sound good. Don't put your heart into it right then, because not as, not all the time, but sometimes you actually get a broken heart by depending on what others say. And some people right. they want to make themselves sound good, and you depend on it, and then what, when it doesn't happen, it breaks your spirit. And for some people, it can cause them not to want to write again.
0: Right. And
4: my own personal experience um, with the hurting woman. I've written a hurting woman. I started the hurting woman in 2000 and I want to say 2003. But I've written that book like four different times because it's like someone will read it and they'll say, okay, I like it. Or they will read it and say, oh, no, you shouldn't do this. At first I wanted to listen to what everybody else say. So, you know, as an author, you write what you feel and and how you want your book and don't let anybody else influence you because it's your story. Great
3: advice.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful. And that's so true. That's so true because God gave it to you. He didn't give it to them for their approval, right. he gave
3: it to you. Right. Yeah, I can tell you, if I if I had a dollar for every time somebody said, ah, it's not good enough, ah, I don't know if you should do this, I wouldn't have to work <laughs> at all.
4: But I was you like, know, that's why you're not doing it, but
0: I am.
3: <laughs> you know. And I'm not saying you can't take criticism, it's just that sometimes People will find flaws, well, i would say not sometimes, all the time. People will find flaws in everything you do, but it's the flaws that we have that give us character. You yeah. know, if everybody was cutting the same fabric the same way, you know, that'd be, it wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> no way. Yeah.
0: You
2: know, well, I tell us. Oh, go ahead, Brian.
3: I was going to say, tell us what inspired you to write?
4: Writing to me at first, I used to also people writing to me is like therapy. <laughs> it, it was my comfort. It was where how I can release, you know, whatever I may have felt. Like I said, so some people they smoke and they drink. <laughs> I write. <laughs> uh, it like the a outlet. therapy. <laughs> yeah, some people like to shop a lot, but I
0: write. <laughs> and so, was so you know, your outlet? Yeah, there's an outlet. <laughs> you
3: know what's so amazing about that, Greg? That? She took something that she was using to help herself to actually help herself
2: Mm -hmm. and others
3: and others you know and see that's when you know it's god-given because he won't give you anything you can't use right that's good stuff i'm telling you yes
2: it is yes it is you know brian i want to jump into the book a little bit and and, and i just want to touch on this tracy for some reason, that just that that just you know just stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, was Tracy the one that was going? Uh, and Don't give out too much. We don't give out want to give out too much information or just you know kill the story of the book. But correct. Tracy was the one that was dealing with domestic violence. Am I correct? Correct. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Now you don't have to talk about Tracy, but that is. You know what I, I think That will get a lot of people's attention
0: right. Because
2: I'm sure There's a message behind Tracy Right and There's a lot of Tracys out there in the world
0: Mm-hmm
2: yeah. Have you connected with any of them? Of anyone
4: else that would Connected with Tracy?
2: Tr- the Tracys of the world The people that, that are pretty much Like Tracy That come to you and say You know, Sherelle I'm not Tracy in the book, or I've dealt with domestic issues, or the one that tried to hide it, but you could kind of tell that they've gone through that.
4: Right. Yes, I, I've had. I came across a lot that were like that in that situation.
2: Wow. That's that's amazing to have a gift like that and to be able to touch and inspire others. And I, I'm pretty sure that. There's something in there that was written for that that caused that person to come out of that shell and say, you know what, I I just have to reach out and open up to you. Right. And, I mean, when you do that, I know God is pleased with you. He has to be. He has to be pleased with you. Look here, Greg. Yes.
3: I'm going to bring it a little bit closer in. My sister's name is Tracy and she was a victim of domestic abuse. That's how that's how connected God is with you in your book.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah.
3: So there are some real real Tracys in that in the world that you know. And as I'm reading on the website, I'm like, wow, this you know, because almost exactly the same type of story, you know, doing good mother to her children, wasn't a husband, boyfriend, you know, and she became a victim, you know, and she freely talks about it because she tells others, hey, you know, I went through this, don't go through this, don't, you know, don't let that man hit you, don't let him beat you, you know, you're worth more than that. You know, so when I'm reading, you know, as I read down, I'm like, Tracy, wow, you know, this is... You know, this is really God. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, and that's how He works.
2: Yeah, it stood out to me too, Brian. It just,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you you have Sharon Trice and the others in the book, but that one just it really it really stood out to me. And pretty much you're ministering to people through your book, and that's right. yeah. that's an awesome thing. So. Um, and, and what I was saying when I asked did you connect with these people, do, um, did they send you emails or did they pretty much kinda of tell you the story a little bit?
4: I have actually people that actually called me and wow. um, they are they on Facebook and they'll Facebook me and then I end up giving them my number and you know, I have them calling me wee hours of the night but you know <laughs> to talk about their <laughs> situation. <laughs> And, you know, normally a person would say, oh, can you call me back in the morning or later? But, you know, I think that's making me available. Well, I'm not going to tell people that to make it a habit. But, you know, I have people that right. call me 12 o'clock in the morning and just want to sit and talk about their problem or they're asking for a word of encouragement. And, you yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. So
3: you didn't realize that your therapy would become someone else's.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And if they, they say God works in mysterious ways, you know, so. I tell you,
2: and, 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 yes. Also, Sherelle, we—I would say probably ninety-five percent of our shows are with women, mm-hmm. and women. You guys have a way of expressing your pain, the things that you're going through. Men, they won't do that. They'll shut right. down. And there's so many women, and, and i and I guarantee you, ninety-eight percent of the women that that's been on our show, they were either molested or raped at some point, mm-hmm. and. We've interviewed guys. Um, I'm not sure if that happened to them. And if it did, I'm not even sure that they would even mention it because of shame. Right. and It's just an <laughs> ugly situation. And mm-hmm. so many of these women are hurting, and so many of these women, they have not gotten over that yet. Right. And They're that's still going well, through. <laughs>
3: you know, Greg, as I yeah. think about it, I can recall maybe one guy, that's come on our show and admitted that he had been abused.
2: Yes, yes, I remember that. I remember that. You know, but other
3: than that, I mean, and, and the reality is that, you know, you do have more women that are abused than men, but as a in general, you know, people go through that, and it's a, such a great help to be able to relate to, you know, somebody that has, you know, talked about it, who's gone through it, and you know, for it to be so real in the book for someone to say, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about what I went through, you know, that helps them get through their pain. Yes, it does.
2: And she said mine is this is in the book, so ladies
3: mm-hmm.
2: buy the book. <laughs> go, to, go to Lady V Books L A D Y V books dot com. Go there. It it, it says Buy the Hurting Women. Is that still, that link is still uh, live? I know it takes you to PayPal. Okay. Good, good. So, everybody that's listening, please go there and uh, purchase the book. It it will definitely bless you. Um, You know, I want to say a lot of people are following you on Facebook. Yes. How can they get in contact with you on Facebook if people have different. what what are you listed? Is it listed under your name?
4: Yes, it's listed under Sherelle Straker, styled as Loki.
2: Now, you might have to spell that for everybody. <laughs> okay.
4: Uh, <laughs> Sherelle, S-P-E-R-R-E-L-L, uh, Straker, S-P-R-A-K-E-R, and it's hyphen, I know the long last name, spelled as Loki, V as in Victor, A-L-D-E-Z as in zebra, L O Q U I.
2: Good,
0: good.
2: And you can find her on Facebook and you can talk with her. Just don't call at three or four o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let me ask you this. What what are, what what's been your biggest surprise in writing your books? And and just in all of your writing, what's been the biggest surprise?
0: Um the
4: biggest surprise I've had uh, in writing my book is, uh, like, you, you hit on it basically being able to write the story and to actually have people that come to me and say this actually happened to them.
0: <laughs> because, wow. like
4: I said, at first it came out to be, okay, I'm going to write a story. And, you know, um, I knew it was God that was giving me the the tools to, to write what I wrote. But then at the same time, I didn't know I was going to have people that would actually contact me or even people that I knew that actually came on and said, you know what, this book has inspired me. Or I even had parents that want to look for their teenagers to prevent them from being in the same situation that these females have been in.
0: Wow. So it can
4: it can prevent, you know, teens from, hey, don't follow this footstep. This is what happened. So it can be a lesson learned, and it can be a, a a tool to help someone overcome or say, you know what, I don't have to take this. I can do better, mm-hmm. you know. So just the, the outcome of it. That's
2: awesome. That is you, awesome. You deal with a lot of teens, too, don't you?
4: Yes, I do. I deal with a
0: lot,
3: and wow. I can relate to them, so it's it's pretty good, you know. The treat. <laughs> yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. I tell you, you know, let me ask this question. You say you deal with teens. Yes. What's been their response to the book? What's what's been some of the questions that they have asked after you know reading the book and you know, in the relation to what they've gone through?
4: Well, so far all the teens have said to me, I don't want to be another (laughs) Treece, because, you know, that's one of my characters' name. And like Mm I said, it's a lesson learned to prevent, you know, from following that footstep if you can. And most of them said the same thing, well, I don't want to end up like her, so I want to straighten my life out. Or they may have said, okay, you know, she shouldn't have done that, or she was a little bit, you know, most of them said stupid. But, yeah, okay, if, if you feel as though she's stupid, then don't you do the same thing. Don't fall for it. Mm-hmm. And it has been helping a lot of teens so far, um, especially those that are about to graduate and go off to college to, hey, look, watch yourself.
1: <laughs> you
3: yes. don't want
4: this to happen. So that's the, that's what I got from teens.
0: You
3: know, and, and the reason I ask that question is because, you know, Greg and I, we work with a lot of youth, and I can recall doing quite a few um I do a lot of work in abstinence and HIV prevention. Mm-hmm. And I can remember with talking to the young guys, you know, a lot of times they'll ask silly, crazy questions, but l- the young ladies will ask really, really deep, pointed questions, you know, and they're more prone to say, hey, you know, I don't want to fall into that trap, you know, right. but a lot of times my emotions get the best of me. And so, you know, as I'm reading uh, Teresa's story, you know, I I remembered you know, when I talked to this all-girl group, and, you know, they said guys are always, you know, saying something that makes you feel good, you know, when you really feel bad about yourself, you know, and they know how to say the certain words or, you know, put it in a certain way to make you feel like you're the greatest thing since sliced bread when really all they want to do is, You know, get in your pants. Right. You know, and I can remember when I'm I'm listening to these girls tell me about what guys say when I'm trying to tell them about what guys say. And I'm like, wow, you know, they're really, really listening, and they can relate to what I'm telling them. You know, and then they were educating me on some of the new things that guys say, you know, because I'm an old fogey, (laughs) you know. Right. You know, and I'm like, wow, they say that? And they're like, yeah. I like it. Ooh.
4: And I'm like amazed because this is like every topic that you just brought out with the molestation and the HIV. You know, all like I said, all that's in there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I God has really, you know, put different scenarios and, and you know for that, you know, for the teens as well as you know adults as well. And mm-hmm. like I said, the, the book itself is a blessing and, and it is encouragement and lesson learned.
2: Wow, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, it, yeah, He's definitely blessed you with pretty much everything. And today's youth. They go through so much more than what we had to go through. Right. The world is just open up to just pretty much everything. You know, back in the day you had to worry about girls getting pregnant. You had to worry about uh, just kids just, you know, just being kids. They're just doing dumb stuff. Now it's totally different. You have to worry about if the child is, you know, men, you know, we look at the little boys want to date their daughters. You know, We look at that, and there's more to it now. You have to look at the other girl that's after your daughter. You have to look at the boy that's after your son. It's just crazy right now. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just something that we all have to deal with. And if you're dealing with the, with teens or just young people, Sherelle, you have to have um, a patience. And you have right. to be trustworthy and you have to be loyal because they're going to tell you some things that they're not going to tell their parents. And I'm not going to ask you to explain or talk about a particular child, but just an incident where a child has come to you and confided in you. Uh, Has that happened?
4: Yes, it has. It has. It's all the time.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) You know, Greg, I
3: I can say that once you gain the trust of a child, they will tell you stuff that you don't even want to hear. (laughs)
0: you're right you know you're right you know and I
3: can can remember um, working with the youth at my church and the little kids you know I built their I built a trust relationship with kids by talking about food you know because kids they relate to food they know what food tastes good and you know I always talk about strawberries and so when the little kids see me they say you know I ate your strawberries and then I'll pretend that I'm hurt and I'm crying and then, you know, they'll say something, I ate your ice cream, you know, and we know you like because they know I like chocolate ice cream. You know, because I'll tell certain kids that and it gets around. And the thing that I've learned is that, you know, once you build the trust of one child, you'll build the trust of all of them. Right. You know, because kids, they know who the safe people are, you know, and they know who the people who aren't so safe. You know, it's almost like you know that, you know, that Uncle Jed don't like kids, from the, you know, and and you're going to tell everybody else, don't mess with Uncle Jed. He don't like kids, you know. Right. But you know if Cousin Jeremy or Cousin John always takes the kids to the park and buys them ice cream, you know, it's going to get around, <laughs> you know. But I, I can say that, you know, truly God has given you a gift, and he's making you available to use it because otherwise you wouldn't have kids coming to you confiding in you. You wouldn't have people you know, trying to talk to you 3, 4, or 5 o'clock in the morning, you know. Right. And it's because he's giving you that gift, and he said, you're going to use it. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs>
3: you know, it's almost like turning on the faucet and breaking the knob. You know, once it's on, it's on. You might as well use the water.
0: Right. <laughs> Don't waste it. <laughs> Do not
2: waste it. Well, Sherelle, as, as a mother of two children, and the two little girls, I think I think you have two daughters, am I correct? Yes. Yeah. How hard is it now for you to see to sit back and see them growing up into this world this I'm not gonna say it's a crazy world because God created it. It's a beautiful world, it's just some weird people in it just doing different hateful people. Right but do you see a big difference in how other parents are raising their children based on how you're raising yours? Yes,
4: I I I do um uh, a difference and and maybe like i said maybe it's not really but just sitting back um i see now a lot of parents are like i'm not i don't want to say careless but i guess they're to point out they're tired (laughs) and to me i see they tend to let um i I guess they the guards down or it's like now okay you know whatever they're gonna have to fall hard I, i guess i see a lot of parents giving up on their kids more now
0: right Because they feel like,
4: okay, you're going to be hard-headed, so since you're going to be hard-headed, I'm going to let you fall, you know, hard. And at times it can be a lesson learned, and at times, you know, it it just depends. Mm.
3: Oh,
0: wow. You know, I was just thinking
3: about one of my pet peeves. And, uh, you know, have you ever seen this parent? And, you know, if you know who this parent is, don't say it. (laughs) But have you ever seen that parent that won't make their child mind? and won't let anybody else make that child mine. (laughs) Wow. You know, that's that's like the biggest pet peeve, you know, and you always know who they are because when you have somebody that's bold enough to say something to that child, you'll you'll automatically see them respond and say, oh, well, you know, Johnny, don't do that, Johnny, when you know good and well that she lets Johnny do that all the time.
0: Right. (laughs) You know? Or they'll say,
3: "Um, you know, no, Sarah, don't do that, Sarah. And, of course, I'm using hypothetical names. You know, and we know that Sarah has you wrapped around her finger. (laughs) You know, and I guess that's just the, you know, but in all seriousness, I think a lot of times when children are neglected by their parents emotionally, they fall victim as they get older to these emotional traps. You know, when, you know, you don't get that love from from Daddy or from Mama. You know, you go out and you look for love in all the wrong places. And, you know, then you, once you find it, you you believe that that's love. And it may not be love. You know, it may be what you think is love, you know, because of what you got as a child as love or what you saw happen, you know, in relationships as a child. You know, because we can only think from where we are. You know, but what was what was your experience once you finished the book and you actually? I mean, and well, first let me ask: Did you go back and read the entire book?
0: Yes, I did. I okay. did. What
3: what was your What were your thoughts once you read the finished product?
4: The first thing I said was, "Thank you, Lord," because <laughs> I mean when
0: you. <laughs> Because
4: for a while, it's been a long process for me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And, you know,
4: to be able to see this finishing product and to see the different, because when you read something, so, no matter how many times you read it, you always see something different from mm-hmm. what you saw the first time. And so I was like, thank you, Lord, You know, it's finally done, and, it was a I even encouraged myself reading it, <laughs> and I just knew it was going to be encouraging it to others, and so it was exciting. And you know, I looked back at my two daughters, and I said, "We we did it." <laughs> That's the first thing I said. to them, I'm like, "Hey, we did it," and they looked at me like I'm crazy. But you know, it was mostly to to give God thanks that hey, look what it, look what you have blessed me with to be able to do and achieve. And I know that He's going to take it from there and grow, and it's going to grow. So that was
2: my first when I was
4: going to after to reading it.
2: Mm. I tell you what, that ooh, uh, to to be an author, to sit there and it takes discipline, and, and I think everybody has a book in them, and every, so many people want to write, but they're like, I don't know if I can finish this. And, and, <laughs> I, and my question is, do you offer workshops or different types of? Or do you do any type of counseling to help people uh, finish their books? Oh uh,
4: no, no, I haven't. I- I haven't gotten there
2: yet. <laughs> I'm still praying, you know. But yes, that, right, right. Well, yeah. that's awesome. And, and the reason I asked you that because, I mean, you have that gift, and but I know you have your family. And you're so busy with, with just raising your your children and being with your husband and all of this stuff. But, I mean, uh, can you see yourself doing seminars and workshops and traveling, speaking, and just? doing the things that you really love, doing it, because I know that you love to write and I know that you love to reach out and help others. Could you see yourself doing something like that?
4: Yes, I can can see
0: myself
2: doing that. I definitely can. Wow. Awesome. I I see it coming. I I can definitely (laughs) see that, you know, with people are going to call you, they're, they're already calling you for advice. And it's on a, not to say it's on a small level, it's on a different level now than where it's probably about to go. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) just get ready because um, you're probably going to have to start hiring assistants and all this stuff, and just keep writing and keep doing what you're doing because regardless of what anybody says, God gave that to you and knows exactly what he's doing. Right, yeah.
4: But I would definitely have to say, if I can, that as an author, um, I know you have different types of authors. You know, you have some that doesn't do it, like I said, for therapy or Um, to help others, and you have someone just do it for the money. But as a writer, uh, if you do it for the money, you have a tendency of giving up faster because, you know, when you go through those trials and have a hard time, you know, if if your heart is not there to encourage others or help others at times, you know, that's why you have people that have books and it it never gets out or, you know, when it does come out and if they're not successful, that's the the first and last book you see them have out. So it has to be a passion. You know, to be able to write and to continue, even if something, things are wrong or hard, be to keep on going and say, I'm going to still finish this. So it's this all the mentality as far as being a writer.
3: Well, she said it best. It has to be a passion. You know, and the thing I say about passion is when you have passion, you can pass it on. Right. You know, right. and so, um, Wow, it's it's just amazing. You know, Greg and I, we talk to a lot of authors, and every author we talk to, we get something a little different from them. But, you know, there's one common thread that I can say you you have with a lot of the, quite just about every author that we've talked to, and that's, you know, genuine. You can hear the genuine sincerity in your voice. You can hear the genuine sincerity that comes out of your heart when uh when you talk about what you do, we can tell that you love what you do, you know, and we can tell that you've been battle tested.
0: <laughs>
3: you see when you come through the fire <laughs> you know
0: Right.
4: <laughs> you are right about that. <laughs> but it only makes you stronger though, if you can Oh absolutely you know it makes you stronger. <laughs> That's when
2: you get the victory. <laughs>
3: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But you
2: have to go through in order to receive the victory first. And that's that's the patience, huh? Right. That's the patience. And I'm sure sure that you deal with a lot of people and trying to be patient. Now, that's hard. Patience, having patience is really, really hard because, especially when you're in a situation where you think there's no ending, there's no outside, it's just you're just going and going and going, and things won't stop. Did you experience that when you were writing your book?
4: I, actually I have And like you said You have to have patience <laughs> You really just If not Then you're gonna Like I said There's just so many things That goes in your mind When you're writing and, and yeah You have to have patience
2: Wow mm-hmm. Especially I mean with, with your family And everything else And we were talking about Earlier about How people attack you And say this And say that And I don't want to get On anything As far as being negative mm-hmm. But again People need to know What what's happen- what's going to happen and what to ex- you know what to look for uh, and when you start going after your dreams and your goals and you start doing the things that God has created you to do I mean is, is that something that people need to be um not say worried about but if, I mean what would you think that they need
3: aware of before, if anything
2: yeah yeah you have some people that when
4: you're on a certain level and you have a, you know, everyone has a big dream, and then you have other people that tell you that that dream is too big for you or, you know, you can you can dream that, but it may never happen. And, you know, that that can bring a person down, like, you know, I'm a self-published author. And the first thing, you know, I was looking on the website, and they said a self-published author to have a goal. But then again, it turns around and tells you, well, I don't have a goal like you want to meet Oprah or Tyler Perry. So I'm like, okay, that's someone's goal. <laughs> So you like you pretty much tell them you know have a goal but don't go to the store because you may not get there and you you may be disappointed
0: and
4: I, I could see it goes both ways but if you have a goal I don't I don't see why it can't happen <laughs> there's nothing in this right. world to you from reaching whatever goal you you may have and it may not to see may not be to see Oprah or Tyler Perry but it may be whatever road or whatever goal God has for you but you're going to be happy with it and successful. And so, you know, you can you can have your goals and just, uh, to me, whatever you have in your mind, just, just stick with it, no matter what anyone says. Because if you listen to people, sometimes you can fail by listening to someone else. And when you fail, the only thing they're going to do is look at you. They're not going to give you a hand. They're just going to look at you and ask you what happened.
0: <laughs> and so,
4: you know, just be yourself and, and stick to your goals. And don't don't change it.
2: And how important is it to have a spouse that truly care and believe in what you're doing?
4: Well, it is very important. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, the the long hours of, you know, being a writer, you're away from your, you may be in the same house, but you're in different rooms because you're by the computer typing away for hours. And to have your spouse to say, you know, it's okay, go ahead and, and do what you have to do and I support you, um, it's a blessing. And it makes you feel good and it makes you want to achieve your goal. It makes you want to strive to to let this person know, hey, your sacrifice is not going to be in vain because you you waited and you allowed me to work. You know, we're going to reap the reward on it later. And so it's very important to have someone to have your back, especially with anything that's going to take your time.
2: Wow. That's -hmm. true. And also, with your children, I mean, when you get to the point where you, well, it's not writer's block and you're tired, you don't want to keep going, and you look at your children and they're smiling, and your husband saying, okay, you could do this, that has to mean a lot.
4: Right, it does. It always does. And, and I think my children enjoy it now because as I get done writing, they know they get, uh, <laughs> I, had, I had what I call a little three-day party for them. Were, so, you know, I went to the store and bought all these little Hawaiian decorations, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I had some kind of little party for them. It, just, it was just the two of them, of course. But, you know, it was right. a reward for them for sacrificing their time. So they know they get big rewards when mom is done. <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter was like, Mommy, when are you going to write your next book? <laughs> I was about to
2: say that. I was to say that. So, it's yeah, there <laughs> They know that they know that a reward is coming, regardless <laughs> right,
0: you
3: know, and that's so special because you know when you're when you're doing something like that, you know, I was actually watching a show um where these two parents had purchased just tons and tons and tons of toys for their kids to play with, but they never really spent any time playing with the kids, right. And um, there was like this uh, life coach, and she was trying to show them that look, there's five bins full of toys, but look at what your kids are saying on video. And they were saying like, all mommy does is get on the computer and, and text on her phone, you know. <laughs> and daddy doesn't spend time with us, you know. I mean, they were basically telling their parents that they that they needed to spend time with them. So I think that's so great that you actually incorporate fun into what you do with you know, with your work.
2: Right. What well, it is. Brian, if we have about – hello? Hello?
3: Yeah, yes. I'm still here. Brian,
2: are you there? Yeah. I'm still here. Um, but anyway, uh, we have about uh, seven minutes left into the show. If you would, uh, give out your information as far as your contact information and uh, what you have coming up, your book and that type of thing. So we want people to know um, – how to contact you if you're available for speaking engagements. I know I'm throwing out a lot at you, but and also for donations, if you're accepting donations for your ministry, pretty much everything.
4: Okay, well, um, once again, you can receive an autographed copy of The Hurting Woman at www. dot com of The Hurting Woman, and I am accepting donations for my ministry with the Lady Loki Show. And um, if you give a donation, I will actually send you a free copy of uh, the Poems of Prayer book, which is the poetry book. Awesome. And also, if you purchase a hurting woman, you actually get a free copy of the Poems of Prayer book. So I'm so serious about inspiring and encouraging, that <laughs> I'm throwing, you know, free copies of the poetry book um, and praying that, and knowing that it's going to be a blessing to everyone. And I am I am available for motivational speaking. I you can contact me via email at Miss M R S v as in victor books at yahoo.com again it's miss v as in victor books at yahoo.com so it's miss v books at yahoo.com and also uh you can actually check out lady Lady Loki Live. i have shows on thursdays and saturday nights and the show is inspirational and once again it is a blessing to be on this show um, I have a show Thursday and Saturday nights, uh, encouraging, inspiring. We have open discussion. Uh, we talk about everyday life, um, things that people are going through, spiritually, physically, mentally. <laughs> we, we touch base on everything. And like I said, my, my, my goal is to encourage and inspire, you know, and touch a lot of others in the process.
3: And now as I'm reading, um, and you know I have to cheat a little bit, so I'm reading through the website. I can ask you the next question. But um I was gonna ask you about the teen talk, but you've already mentioned it. Tell right. us about without being, you know, too revealing, the spiritual warfare.
0: Mm.
4: Right. I'm wow. gonna just have to say that, that deals with just about everything a person can possibly go through. If it's gonna be in a story form as far as a, a fictionist novel. So I'm I'm Mm -hmm. touching base everything Uh, Lust, homosexual, you name it Every spiritual uh, The spirit out there that's against God is going to be mentioned in that book As far as attacking the characters
3: Wow And that's the next book That's the sequel to The Hurting Woman
4: Right, yes It's called A Spiritual Warfare
3: Mm. Wow
2: Mm,
1: Man, that's going to be a good book.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'll tell you what. You know, Brian, I've truly enjoyed our guest tonight. I really have also. Yeah. Yes, Yes, it's just a a blessing to find someone as young as she is that's just sold out uh, for the Lord and doing her thing, and she's excited. You can hear the passion. Oh, yeah. You can hear it. I mean, you you can you can hear it and feel it and everything else. So he he must be doing something good in her life. And if you're not going through or experiencing what she's experiencing, then maybe you might want to try it for yourself.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you
2: know, if your if your way is not working, then you're doing something wrong. If it, it it you know it can't be your way, it has to be his way. Right.
3: That is That's the absolute truth. Yeah,
2: and that seems to be a problem sometimes. Sure, with a lot of people, they just feel as if it's their life; they can make it and make up the rules and change and do this and do that, and that's just, <laughs> just not the case.
0: Right?
2: Yeah. Right. How, Sherelle, how? You know, real quick. How old were you when you um, sold completely out for him?
4: Twenty-three. So not mm-hmm. long ago. Not long ago. Not long
3: and look ago. what he's brought you.
4: Yes. But well, I came through a lot of trials and because, like I I actually got saved at a young age, but you know, like when you're a teen you want to follow the crowd, so you know, it was a mm-hmm. lot of bumpy roads up in there and finally I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I have a purpose in life, Lord show me my purpose because, you know, your son came down for his purpose, he completed it, I wanna complete mine.
2: Mm.
4: I hear that. Now, see, it's the purpose,
2: finding
4: out
3: what your purpose is and, and to run with it. <laughs> and that's the hard you know, thing. You know, Greg, that, that's so important what she just said.
2: It is. It she is. said,
3: you know, you have to learn. you got to find your purpose. And once you find your purpose, run with it.
4: Right.
3: You know, there's nothing better than a person that knows what their purpose in life is. And and what makes it even better for that person in with, is when they find out, they start working in it. Right, yes.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, because a person that's working in their purpose, you know, I always say your passion, your purpose will become your passion and your passion will uh, provide you profit. Right. You know, and so, you know, like you said earlier, somebody that's trying to get... Paid off of doing this and they don't have a passion for doing it, you know, they're not going to do it long. Right. You know, but when you have a passion for it, it's something that you wake up and say, I'm going to do this today. You know, and you wake up the next day and you say, I'm going to do this today. You know, and and every day that you wake up, it's the same story. I'm going to do this today.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. That is so true. Brian, we have about. Two minutes left in the show, Sharrell. If you could give out your information one more time, and also your website where people can get the book, because um, somebody may have just just clicked and tick, clicked on and start listening to us. But I just want to make sure that we okay. we get your information out there.
4: You can get an autographed copy of the Hurdy Woman as well as a free um, poems of prayer and poetry book at w dot books dot com. And also, if you'd like to make a donation to the ministry, the Lady Loki blog talk, you also receive a free copy of the Plan of the Prayer um, book as well.
3: All right, all right. And your sh- and your blog talk show is Lady Loki, correct?
1: Correct. Yes.
3: All right, all right. And you do it on Thursday nights at nine. I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday nights at nine thirty. Your show Teen Talk is Thursday nights at what time again I'm sorry?
4: Nine PM.
3: Nine PM. All right, yeah. all right. Good I Lord. tell you what, I've had a ball, I've enjoyed this show. I and uh good. you know, I I'm just I know that, you know, your book is not only gonna be a blessing to people that read it, but it's also gonna be a blessing to you and it's gonna help you further yeah. the ministry that God has placed you in. You know, and that's just an awesome thing, and i just give a hand clap to God.
0: Yes. Yay, God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and uh, we thank you for joining us tonight, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying we just had a good time.
4: Thank you for having me on.
2: It's been a blessing. Yes, thank oh. you so much, Cheryl. Thank, thank you. All right, with that, that being goodness. said,
3: you've been listening to the Abundance Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight. When we ask you to please join us again next week as we'll have another exciting and informative show. Good evening, God bless you all, and...